Alright, so here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demion. Today I'm located at River North Park, sitting here sipping on an iced coffee today. Not really trying to go with a hot coffee when we have about 80, 90 degrees outside. I haven't even checked it, but this is my first time out. It's about 6 o'clock in the evening. The sun's still out. I'll be sipping on this um, coffee here pretty heavy, just so I don't melt in the car. Got the windows rolled up, as you know just to keep out any unwanted attention and bugs since I'm out here at the park. But I got a nice scene of greenery in front of me, some shrubs, a couple brushes, a couple of um, butterfly trees. I didn't even actually know what a butterfly tree was one day until somebody explained it to me. I was like, why do you have all those butterflies over there? And they were like, because it's a butterfly tree. It's just something in it. I guess it has all these sweet plants with all the pollen and stuff that just attracts butterflies. You walk up to the tree and like a hundred butterflies fly off it. But today we're just going to do a little talking, I guess a little mindset. Just, um, you know, some good old English. Uh, but just talking about mindset and different conditions. Thoughts, all that stuff. I mean, what do you do when it's 80 degrees outside and uh, you got COVID coming back into the picture? Um, our city's locking down again. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into a little bit of that, but then... I'll just talk about some other things as I normally do. All right, get ready. Let's go. All right, so a little housekeeping. I guess, um, what do I have going on? I guess coming up. Of course, you know, I'm dealing with the stocks. Got that. Next week, got something. Well, not really big coming up, but I got to go back to the dentist. I'm going back to pick up my tooth. <laughs> you know, when you get my age... You're not even worried about saying it. I'm going to the dentist next week, and I'm going to get my tooth. I have a temporary crown in there right now. That'll be coming out. I didn't have any issues with it. It didn't pop out. It didn't fall out. It didn't move. I've been able to eat food. So I'm definitely looking forward to being able to eat some corn on the cob once I get the real tooth. I mean, because right now I'm just, you know, playing around with it, you know, tap dancing uh, with things I eat. I mean, I can eat chicken. You know, I can eat chicken wings ribs, of course, soft foods, rice, grits, whatever you want there. But I mean, I just really haven't tried to take a bite of anything hard now. And apple, I probably will never be able to just eat an apple again. Because even though I have those other toothpicks, I do have the one that has the buildup. So it's not necessarily like a fully anchored tooth. So I'm not trying to bite into an apple. I'll just break the apple in half, you know, cut it into slices and just chew on it with my back teeth. It's no big deal. Now I could bite like chop. But when you're talking like an apple, you got to stick your teeth in there and pull out. Even when I had all of my original front teeth, you would still feel it when you bit into something like, like an apple, especially like a Granny Smith apple, like a hard apple. You bite in there, pull out, you feel like you're going to leave a tooth in there. And sometimes your gums get a little sore from everything. I could chew gum. I can do all those things. I mean, um, nowlaters, Skittles, candy bars. You know, no issues there. I mean, the doctors there or the dentists there have done really good uh, dental work. I mean, the first one, like I said, you know, I had him. He he died. But the second guy, I mean, he didn't do too bad. So hopefully this permanent crown that I'll be getting next week, I got to go in there, I think like 8.15 in the morning before I go to work on Wednesday and get it put in. And basically they're just going to, um, it's, it's, it's crazy how they take off this temporary crown. They just stick this little, like, pick in there and just... And it just pops right out. So it's like, man, it could have came out that easy. And then, you know, they clean up the area and then they take the new one and they put all the little sealant in there and then they cement it. 
onto the post that they created. So looking forward to that next week. And I mean, hopefully I don't have to be back in there anytime soon for any foolishness. It's not necessarily, you know, anything that's like an emergency, a cavity or something. But I mean, you know, falling again on Rock Yeti or whatever, knocking my teeth out. So hopefully I don't have anything like that coming up. Let me get another sip here. So as I was talking, I said, um, you know, the community's bringing this whole COVID restrictions and stuff back in. Um, I think they're trying to give people tickets if you're not wearing a mask after five o'clock and if you're walking in groups. Now, I think they said they're not going to enforce it too strongly right now, right out of the gate. But it is something that um, I know my job, they had sent out some memos about it on Friday. So I had to make sure I had my mask and everything when I was with my clients, as I normally do. But, I mean, it's really going to change businesses because just as everything was opening up, now they're going to be closing up again. You know, all these social gatherings and little concerts they were having at the park. You can't really have that if everybody, well, I mean, you can, but you just have to have a mask on. So if the police and the city wants to get crazy, I mean, they could really start writing people tickets. But for right now, they're not going to. So I don't know if we're all the way back to phase one or this is just another part of phase one. I tried to read the little declaration. I mean, it just kept saying the same thing over and over. I mean, it's got, it's got a few little new things to it, but why don't I pull it up? We're just, we're just going to go and get into it. Let's see, uh, WITN, that's my local news station, and I'm going to read a little bit of it to you, just so you can get an idea of the foolishness, tomfoolery as they call it, that's going on in Greenville. So let's see, missing Pamlico County woman found dead. Okay, what's new there? COVID-19 state. Now confirms over 60,000 new cases. Protests at Pitt County Courthouse. I guess they're protesting due to the fact that you got to wear a mask. But I mean, people are just taking this stuff too extreme. You don't want to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. You don't have to walk up and down the street with a rifle and a gun and, and a sign saying, it's my right. I'll wear a mask if I want. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. You're making it bigger than it has to be. You don't want to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. You get in trouble. You get in trouble. Shut up. You know? Um, but let's see what... Uh, with a guy going, and the reason I'm bringing that up, because my mom was telling me about this guy who was walking, I guess down, down Greenville Boulevard, with his rifle and his gun and his sign. Nobody would have known you weren't wearing a mask unless you walked down the street with all your freaking signs and banners. I mean, that's, that's the kind of negative attention people are drawing to themselves. Like, I mean, you're just being stupid for no reason. No other way to say it. I mean, it's just like if they pass a law and says, um, says something like. No pit bulls. You can't own a pit bull. Okay, well, don't walk outside with your, your six pit bulls and say, I'm going to own a pit bull if I want. Unless you want trouble. You know? I mean, that's just asking for it. Man, I'm trying to find this thing. They got so many different things out here. Final phase of Arlington Boulevard work. No. Statewide mask mandate now effective. Okay. Let's get into this. Um, this isn't the article that I read because it doesn't have the actual mandate here. Wait, mask mandate it does. It has a little highlighted blue link. Cooper, face coverings now required for people in public. You can read the governor's executive order. Okay, this is the executive order, so I guess this is the official official. Uh, let's look at a little bit, uh, read a little bit of what it says. Okay, here we go. It's opening now. All right. State of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, governor, June 24, 2000. Oh, sorry about that. That's something playing in the background. Don't need that. June 24th, 2020, Executive Order Number 
147, extension of phase two order and new measures to save lives in the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, let's see. Let's, let's read a little bit of this, this foolishness. All right, whereas on March 10th, 2020, the undersigned issued executive order number 116, which declared a state of emergency to coordinate the state's response and protective actions to address the coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, public health emergency, and provide for the health, safety, and welfare of residents and visitors located in North Carolina. And whereas on March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. And whereas on March 13, 2020, the President of the United States issued an emergency declaration for all states, tribes, territories, and the District of Columbia retroactive to March 1, 2020, and the president declared that the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States constitutes a national emergency. And whereas on March 25th, 2020, the president approved a major disaster declaration, FEMA 4487DR for the state of North Carolina. And, and it just continues to go on and build on so on and so forth. So let's scan up a little bit, see if we can't get something that's more up to date because I think what they do with these declarations and state orders and governor orders or whatever is they just build on the exist the existing documentation. So let's see. Whereas in Executive Order Number 141 issued on May 20, 2020, the undersigned are urged or urged that all people in North Carolina follow social distancing recommendations, including that everyone wear a cloth face covering wait six feet apart and avoid close contact and wash hands often or use hand sanitizer. And whereas to reduce COVID-19 spread, the undersigned in executive order number 141 required safety measures in certain business settings, limited mass gatherings and closed certain types of businesses and operations. So on and so forth. All right, let's get some June 24th stuff because they probably have that at the bottom of it. Um, 166A, whereas, I mean, they try to make it sound more official than it actually is. I mean, it's really just wear a mask, you know, like it, it's not even that, it's not even that serious. All right, let's see. Oh, they have some exceptions to the order. So an exception would be exceptions. This, this executive order does not require face coverings for, and a face covering does not need to be worn by a worker, customer, or patron who... Number one, should not wear a face covering due to any medical or behavioral condition or disability, including, but not limited to, any person who has trouble breathing, or is unconscious or incapacitated, or is otherwise unable to put on or remove the face covering without assistance. Number two, is under 11 years of age. So if somebody who's under 11, they don't need to wear a mask. Number three is actively eating or drinking. So if you're eating or drinking, you don't need to wear a mask. Of course you don't need to wear a mask. How can you eat or drink through a mask? Number four is strenuously exercising. Number five is seeking to communicate with someone who is hearing impaired in a way that requires the mouth to be visible. Number six is giving a speech for a broadcast or to an audience. So I guess somebody like me as I'm sitting here broadcasting, podcasting, uh, I don't need to wear a mask, is working at home or is in a personalized vehicle. So if you're in your car, you don't need a mask on, is temporarily moving, removing his or her face covering to secure government or medical services or for identification purposes.
So if a cop stops you on the road for not wearing a mask, you don't need a mask to get your license out. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Is temporarily is temporarily removing his or her face covering to secure blah 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 would at, would be at risk from wearing a face covering at work as determined by local, state, or federal regulations or workplace safety guidelines. Number ten has found that his or her face covering is impending visibility to operate equipment or a vehicle. I, I'm telling you, I mean, it, it just doesn't it just doesn't get that deep unless you wanted to. But here's the thing. You're going to have people out here testing it. So basically, don't wear a mask if you're doing something that's just it's just going to be uncomfortable to do it. But just not to wear a mask just because you feel it's violating your rights. I mean, they're violating your rights anyway. I mean, there's a hundred ways that it's happening. So, I mean, wearing a mask is the least of your troubles. Wear the mask and get on with your day. Get on with your life. Don't let it just mess up your whole freaking situation. But that's what a lot of people are doing. But that's how it is here in the States. You know, they say... Uh, something like, oh, you got to be in by eight o'clock, you know, a curfew. People want to stand outside the White House with rifles and guns and I'm exercising my right to bear arms. But it's only a certain demographic that does that. It's only a certain demographic that does that. Let's see, but let's get on to the next section. All right. So as you guys know, I'm pretty much a loner. I don't really get out and do a whole lot of group activities. I go out, do my thing, you know, make my money, do my little fishing here on the side here and there. But I'm pretty much a loner, like to just keep to myself, don't, you know, mix with the crowds. I used to when I was younger because I was all about socializing and meeting people. But now I pretty much have a nice little small circle that I deal with. So I'm not out there in the market like for meeting hundreds and hundreds or making hundreds and hundreds of new friends. But I was invited to a little situation. I think I may have mentioned it. I don't know when I was invited, actually, if I had added that to my last podcast but it's today so tonight we'll be celebrating uh one of my friend's uh 40th birthdays Uh, i've known this guy about a good maybe about a good 20 years 25 years so it'll be interesting uh his wife putting on a good little um soiree for him we're gonna have grill going uh i guess they're gonna have some sodas and things going be a few people there, you know, getting the band back together, getting the boys back together, as they say. So we're going to sit there and talk. Uh, it should be a good time. Uh, one of them already hit me up. We were talking about uh, some stocks and things like that. So, of course, there'll be some good conversation there. A lot of nostalgia, a lot of reminiscing, you know, going back, saying, remember when we did this, remember when we did that. It's always interesting when you um, sit back with your friends and start reminiscing because, you know, those stories can go on for hours and they can go anywhere. But depending on who's in the room, the story will change, you know, because you might omit, leave out certain details or facts. Um, you might say something like, yeah, well, everybody was out at the uh, the party over by the lake. And you remember uh, when uh, Steve came up, when Steve came up and he had that person with him and they were this, 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 this. And everybody that was there will actually know that person was like half naked or something or just plastered. But you don't want to put their business out there. Uh, but that's, that's the good thing about it. Um, you know, getting with your friends, especially when you have your truths, you know, people that you've known, you know, good half of your life, good quarter of your life. You go back some time. None of these people that are just, you know, hi, how you doing at work? Water cooler talk. These are people that you trust. So if you were to tell them something, you count that it's not going to go further than them. It's not going to, you know, turn into something that you just don't want, want to happen. This is somebody that, you know, a friend is somebody you could leave your wallet with. 
you can leave your, your girlfriend, your, your husband with, you know, your kids with. Um, you could forget your social security card on the coffee table. You know, these are real friends. You don't have to worry about them. But now you have all these other people when they're like, you meet somebody at work and you're like, okay, well, we're going out and hang out. You go out and hang out one time and then you're like, this is my friend. No, it's not your friend. It's an acquaintance. It's an acquaintance. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. That's where people get their feelings hurt because they wonder why everything they did over the weekend made it back to work. It's because that wasn't your friend. That was an acquaintance. You know? You got to have a little more discernment in there to know who's who and what's what. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me that um, one of their friends got them in a situation, literally left them holding holding the bag, so to speak. And I said, um, well, it's about being, a, I guess, a better judge of character. I'm not saying they're not a good judge of character, but you really got to take the time to look at people. Like, you can't just let people in your car. You can't just let people in your space. You can't just sit there and chew the fat with anybody because... You got some people out there that don't have your best interests in mind. Some people want to take. That's all they do. They're like a sponge. They come around, soak up what you have, then go to the next one, soak it up. That's with men. That's with women. That's with anybody. You know, I see a lot of women. They'll be out here. Let's just say they're not doing too hot. Maybe maybe they have low self-esteem for whatever reason, right? But they have resources, you know, they have a house, they have an apartment, they have a car, they got a nice little job, they have money, income, they're stable. But then they'll come and pick some guy who's got like two teeth in his mouth, you know, on a good day, no job, hasn't showered in weeks, and they'll be like, yeah, that's my boo. That's what they call him here, boo, or my boyfriend, or my man. It's like, how is that your man? He can't even afford a bar of soap. Like, he can't even, he can't even feed himself, and you want to just pick up this charity case and clean them up. But a lot of women like to do that. They like to just find these, not say bum dudes, but just dudes down on their luck, clean them up, and then they get upset when he leaves. Because he got confidence back, you got him looking all good, you're putting cologne on him, and then he goes finds another woman. You can't get mad. But guys do that the same thing. Some guys like to get these women that are just complete wrecks. I'm talking a complete wreck. She's on drugs. You know, she's she's an alcoholic or she's just, you know, loose as a goose out there with this one, that one. And, and he thinks that he can change her. He thinks that she's only like that because she hasn't been with the real person, been with the real man. Let me tell you something. You're you're uh, what you call it. You're um, oh, uh, man. I want to say you are you're playing yourself. I'll just say that you're playing yourself. Um, she knows very well what she's doing. If she's getting in this car, getting out of that car, jumping in this car, getting with this guy, getting with these three guys and all this stuff like that, leaving with this one, that, she wants to do it. She wants to do it. Don't don't think you're going to come in like Superman and save the day. You know, it's almost like um, uh, like, a, like a baby. If you were to put a baby on a plank, right? I'm using a baby because it's it's a little more visible, something you can, you can see. So a plank, plank's just that board, right? But normally a plank is a piece of wood you have. It is off the side of a ship. It's off a cliff, something like that. So let's say you put a plank or you use it to walk across. So it's a board on a ship. You put a baby on the plank. You point it this way. It's going to start moving in the direction that it goes off because it don't know how to turn around, right? Now, baby's going to walk. Baby gets to the end of the plank. Get ready to walk off. You pick the baby up. You put it back at the beginning. And guess what the baby does? It moves and it's going to keep moving. And if you turn the baby around, 
and it's going to turn and it's going to walk back that way. So it's going to fall off one way or the other. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Best thing you can do is take the baby off the plank, but that's not your job. Because a lot of times when you're trying to take someone off the plank, <laughs> you're the one that ends up getting caught up or tripped up or falls in the water. So the best thing to do is just let people be people. You do you. Encourage them. Wish them the best. But don't feel you have to save everyone. You might be able to save one or two people in your life, though, but you won't save everyone. And it's not your job. Just like uh, when people get in a relationship with somebody, right? And let's just say they're financially inept, right? They're just not, just not quite there, right? So you, let's say you're good, you're paying your bills, you got your house and everything squared. You meet some lady or you meet some guy and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I would go to the beach with you, but I have to save all my money for rent. Okay. Like you should, you should save your money, pay your rent. But see, they're trying to play the guilt trip. Like you'll be like, oh, well, I'll pay for it. And then you can go. No, it's not that serious. You take care of your responsibilities. Then you get with me when you can hang out. You don't want to get with anybody that can't take care of themselves. You know what I mean? And it's not just with the financials. If they can't take care of themselves and their matters, I mean, it's just going to bring you down. Now, if you're, you're out here trying to save people now in my job, that's what I do. I help people. I'm all there for problems. Give me all the problems you've got from nine to five. We're going to break it down. We're going to work through it. We're going to get through it. I, I don't care what you got. I'm going to work through it. But in a relationship, somebody that I'm trying to date, no. You need to be a couple levels higher than me, at the very least at the same level. I'm not reaching back. I'm not reaching back. I suggest you don't reach back. You get somebody that's going to compliment you, somebody that's going to help you. You know, and a lot of times, like I said, self-esteem that's where people end up, you know, getting tripped up. They have this low self-esteem, low self-worth, and they're like, well, I'm going to take what I can, and this person looked at me or smiled and thought my joke was funny, so I'm going to give them the world. No, you don't give somebody the world just because they smiled at you or, or laughed at one of your jokes. You have to be a little smarter than that because that's how you could easily get taken advantage of. And that's what happens in a lot of these cases. People see you coming. People see you coming. You come there with your head down. And you act like you have nothing to offer the world and you're just so moved because someone went to food line and bought you a $3 rose and next thing you know, they got you walking the strip. No, no. Do your homework. Get some hobbies. Build up some self-confidence. You know what I mean? Do those things that make you feel good about yourself. Know your worth. Know your value. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with walking around knowing what you're worth now you don't have to brag about it you don't have to be like an arrogant you know prick so to speak or a prima donna know your worth treat people with respect but i mean don't settle for anything less like if you go it's like this when you go to the restaurant right let's say you go to the restaurant a uh, little steak nice dinner whatever restaurant steak and shrimp it's a steak restaurant you go there because you want steak you want a nice t-bone steak right you want the shrimp, you want the mashed potatoes, you want the huckleberry tea, you want all that. The garlic knots, you want all that. Um, that's what you want to eat, that's what you're willing to pay for. But now, just because the little waiter comes up and says, oh, well, we have this special junior cheeseburger on sale for 50 cents, you could get six of these. No, I'm there for a steak. You're there for a steak, get the steak. You didn't go there for a cheeseburger. If you wanted a cheeseburger, you went to a Happy Meal or something. You would have went to McDonald's. That's the thing. People just take the first thing that bites. No, get what you want. And sometimes when you put out there what you want, you actually get what you want. 
you never know if you don't try. You know. But at the same time, I mean it it is what it is. Just just make sure you judging judge being a good judge of character. I mean they say don't judge others, but I mean when you're putting people in your car, when you're putting people in your life, bringing people around your kids, yeah, you need to have a little discrimination in there to make sure you're not bringing in the next Hannibal Lecter or something like that around your freaking family or just your thoughts. You have to protect your thoughts. You know, what what kind of thoughts you have is going to be, you know, how you feel about yourself, how you interact with the world. If you don't feel good about about yourself and you're having these negative thoughts, it's just going to bring you down. We'll take another break and we'll close it out. So I'm going to close it out with this. I'll tell you what I cooked last night. Last night I cooked some burgers, right? But they weren't just your average burgers. These burgers specially cooked. I took special care with these burgers. So what I did, I like to cook turkey burgers. I don't really buy beef. I buy turkey, I buy chicken, I buy fish. Something, well, I don't buy fish because I catch fish when I catch fish. But I buy turkey, I buy chicken. Anyway, I bought this um, this turkey. I don't know if it was 80-20 or whatever, 80-20, 70-65 or however the little grades are. But I got a pound of turkey, ground turkey. I took it, seasoned it, throw, threw some seasoned salt in there, put a little garlic powder, a little onion powder. Nice, easy mix because I wanted it kind of plain, but I did want some flavor to it. Mixed it by hand, put it in the bowl, you know, the big Pyrex bowl. Sat there, did that. Um, heated up the skillet, put a little oil in there. I took out some wax paper, right? And then I made these thin patties. I'm talking, they, were, they weren't even an inch thick. Like, I mean, they were I mean, not even a quarter inch thick. Normally, I get about four burgers out of a pound of turkey, but I made five, so they, they were like, all of them were half the size of that, so they were super thin, and they were spread out flat, spread out flat, because I was going to put them on bread, not a hamburger, but put them on bread. So, after I laid them all out, then I cut the wax paper, so all I had to do was just flip it over and stick it on, and I could just peel the paper off the back. So, I had these thin burgers, so I cooked five of them. Then I took some onion, about maybe half an onion, diced it up nice sat there, threw them in the, um, threw it in the skillet, sauteed it, you know, and each time I was going through and cleaning the grill and everything, so I had the, uh, the spatula, you know, just getting all that residue and stuff off the bottom of it, so it was clean, nothing was smoking, clean operation. Caramelized the onions, sat there, did that, took the pepper jack cheese, put it on the patty, put the patty back in the skillet, let it heat up a little bit, started melting, put mayo on both sides of the bread. I mean, this was just perfect. Then after I put everything together, pressed it together because I wanted something like a panini without doing all the, you know, with the toaster. Ate two of those, and today when I re, um, reheated one, I did the meat, but this time I went and did what I originally wanted to do is I made the garlic bread with it. Now, not garlic bread in the sense of just putting butter on there and then sprinkling a little garlic powder, no. We're toasting it in the oven. We're putting butter on it. We're putting mayo on it. We're putting the, the garlic powder on it. We're putting all this stuff on there, and it just really had a nice, superb crunch. I recommend you try it. I mean, it's something different. I mean, normally you probably just go in there, put your little patties, pound them out, put your lettuce, tomato, this, that, this, that. But, I mean, this was very simple. It was pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, caramelized onions, thin little burger, minimal seasoning, toast, butter, solid. It was a good time. Oh, and on the side, instead of chips or french fries, I took a cucumber, sliced it up into quarters. It was a good time. It doesn't get any better than that. But that's all I have for you today, and I'll see you in the next one.